0: Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment on a Friday. Wesley Euler riding solo here today with you guys. A reminder, this is our last live show of the Steelers Blitz for a couple weeks. Arthur Moats is cross-country. You know, he, like he said, doing the Marshawn Lynch thing, taking care of his chicken, taking care of his mentals. We'll still be live Monday, Wednesday, Friday. At, well, <laughs> see, I already messed it up. We'll still be on Monday, Wednesday, Friday at noons on SNR, but it will not be live. Last live show for a little bit, of course. We'll have combine coverage all live from Indianapolis for you guys in two weeks. But in terms of the Steelers Blitz, this is our last live segment for a Few weeks here, and what better way to go out with a bang than with our buddy Adam Crowley, iHeart Radio host, Steelers Radio Network host, former like conductor and instructor here of SNR back in its infancy days. What's up, Crowman?
1: Things have gotten so much better on SNR since my departure. They really have. I don't think there's a correlation there, though. Oh, I, mean... I think there is. I mean, Reagan, Brian LaMartina just steering the ship, bringing on a young, hip voice and face in Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. I- I'm not going to say anything nice about Williamson and Lawley, <laughs> but uh, you youngins. I mean, you're the same age as me. But you youngins, you and Moats, you're
0: kicking butt, man. I love it. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. And make sure uh, later today, if you are in the Pittsburgh area or otherwise, Crowley uh, in for Mark Madden all week. So from 3 to 6, he will be live at the Rivers Casino. Make sure you're checking out the Crow Man there for some great sports talk this afternoon. Buddy, let's get right into it because you do have things to do and people to see and places to go. Here's, here's where I started the show today. Here's what I was thinking about this morning when I was, you know, trying to find all these different topics to talk to myself about in absence of Arthur Motes for right. the first hour of the program. I think, obviously, we know this. For two reasons, there's been a ton of conversation around the Steelers, the future quarterback of the Steelers, the quarterback situation. First is that we haven't had these conversations in two decades because of Ben Roethlisberger. So this is actually something that is relatively new at the forefront of a lot of Steelers' conversations. The second is because that's just kind of the nature of the beast, right? Is that quarterback is what drives a lot of the conversation. When I'm thinking about this, my kind of take to open the show today was, if the offensive line can take a noticeable step forward, mm-hmm. if you can, whether it's a, a high pedigree draft choice, couple free agents, whatever, I think this team has a chance to be just as good, if not better, than they were in 2021, because. Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Famer. Ben Roethlisberger had an incredible career. Ben Roethlisberger, for the majority of his career, was a top-five quarterback in the best era of quarterbacks ever. But in terms of last season, he did it for you in the big moments, but not the overall body of work. And there was a lot of reasons why to that, and we don't need to get into those. You know those. Our listeners know those. This is SNR. But I think, do you agree with me in this? that if they can improve that offensive line and have a little more luck health-wise on the defensive side of the football that they didn't have this past. I think this team, again, can win 9-10 games, can contend for a playoff spot, and doesn't have to worry about bottoming out, winning four, winning five, winning six games. Because if they just get average quarterback play and the offensive line gets better, I think they'll be an improved team from 2021. Is that fair?
1: Big time fair. I think so many folks, media-wise, around town are just way off on the Steelers. They have them in this crisis mode where they're a dumpster fire of a team, an organization at this standpoint, and they need a lot of things to go right for them to connect the dots and become a winner again. Man, they won nine games in a good division with no defensive line or offensive line <laughs> and a quarterback that would only play in fourth quarters. I mean, that's – not hard to be better than. I mean if Stefan Tuitt comes back just for example, and we don't know if he will, we don't even know the situation, but if Stefan Tuitt comes back, you probably fixed your defensive line. Like you were giving up 143 yards on the ground per game this year without Stefan Tuitt. Last year you gave up 112 yards per game on the ground. That's a market improvement if that one guy comes back. So I think that's a big deal. They have the cap space If they want to attack the offensive line, they can do it there. If they spent money on one starter and found another starter in the first or second round of the draft, listen, they don't have a lot of pedigree guys right right now. They had a journeyman start at right guard. They had two third-round picks, two fourth-round picks. You go, you add a second-round pick and a free agent, all of a sudden, maybe you can run the ball a little bit better. Hmm. And I know that people weren't enamored with the hiring of their new offensive line coach, which also made me chuckle a little bit. But
0: because everyone's such an offensive line expert, yeah, everyone knows who this guy is.
1: Uh, everyone knew who Pat Meyer was before he was hired. That's a lie. Nobody knew who he Nobody. was. Uh-uh. Pat Meyer's mom was like, "Oh yeah, that's right, Patty. He coaches in the league." Totally forgot about that. Uh, I, I think you know things are going to be different. The way that they're going to want to run the ball, I sure. think, with a different run game coordinator, if they're going to allow Pat Meyer to do it. But you had a couple of bodies yeah absolutely this team wasn't that bad last year they were a playoff team for goodness sake and the quarterback stunk most of the time not to be mean to Ben
0: that's and that's why you know it's tough to have these conversations because everyone thinks you're you're just being a Ben hater and you're just piling on but that's they got at best average quarterback play in 2021 look at my hair
1: you see you see you got
0: you got some gray in there right are you saying that that was because of the Steelers offense this past year (laughs)
1: No, I'm just saying I'm old and when you get old things happen. Like I don't have my hair is gray now because I'm old and I'm stressed and I don't sleep. Ben was 39. He got sacked more than just about anybody every, ever to play every the game. Every quarterback
0: except for Tom Brady it, that's what it looks like at the end of their career.
1: Look at Peyton. Horrible. I can't believe they won the Super Bowl. Eli was on the bench. Right? Eli, they said, buddy, you're so bad we can't put you out there. Philip the, Rivers was getting benched at times. They they said, you know, we don't want you anymore. Go someplace else and lose for them is what yeah. they were thinking about Philip Rivers. So y- you can criticize Ben and it not be an indictment of his entire career. Correct. Correct. He just he look at the counting stats. Look at some of the moments. They weren't great. He had some good moments in the fourth. Absolutely. Quarter, but Absolutely. People age. It's okay. J Lo does it.
0: Neither does Tom Brady. The rest of us do. And and that's that's where again. And when we have this, everyone knows if if you can have nuanced conversation and not freak out, like it wasn't – we're not also saying it wasn't just Ben's inefficiencies last year. The offensive line was brutal. It was one of the worst in the league. There was certainly fair questions to be asked about the schematics and the play calling on the offensive side of things as well too. But I think if you improve those, if if you're able to do a little bit more of what Matt Canada wants to do, if the offensive line certainly, again, that's the big kicker, takes a step forward – I don't see why this team can't be just as good, if not better, in 2022. And then again, if that's the case, you're you're in the hunt in December and in January.
1: Yeah. And if you don't yet have your franchise quarterback, and who knows who they'll pick 20th overall, or if they even will pick 20th <gasps> overall. You got, you got some
0: insider scoop for us? I don't. Okay.
1: But you'll find something out maybe at the Combine. But if they if they pick their quarterback, great. If they don't, you know, they're not going to win the Super Bowl next year. And that's okay to admit. It doesn't mean that they're going to be bad. Exactly. They haven't won the Super Bowl since 2008. It doesn't mean that every season since then has been a failure. I know some fans want to paint it that way, but. You know, I look at a Steelers season and I think, how many Sundays was I entertained? Hmm. Like, were they competitive? And if they're competitive more than not, that's great. And if they win more than not, then that's exactly what I'm looking for. Sure, sure. Only one team's winning a championship. Only two teams are going to the game. Only four get to play on Championship Sunday. For you to not get there doesn't always have to mean, from a fan perspective, that you're a failure. From the organization, they can think of it however they want, but... They can be in it until December next year. They can be a playoff team next year, and then maybe they get the franchise quarterback the next season. It's okay.
0: Right, and then you could argue even that that's an eye. If, if, if you've got the offensive line back built up, right, and Najee Harris takes a step forward and, and you figure out some things that you're doing under Matt Canada, it's a much better situation potentially for a young quarterback to be walking yeah. into as opposed to some of the unknown that's still there. It's our buddy Adam Crowley with us here on the Steelers Blitz on a Friday. All right, so – WWCD what would Crowley do as it relates to the quarterback situation are you standing pat and you're gonna ride with Mason and Dwayne and see what happens are you bringing in a veteran maybe a Jameis maybe a Jimmy G somewhere in between or do you are you looking at the draft and saying if some of these guys start to slide if a Corral's still there if a Willis is still there um if you were the GM which we all know you would do for 80K, I would uh, you like that? That's an old fan. And there's an there. opening from what I understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you, what do you think is the move in terms of the quarterback position, quarterback group? I think if you
1: were to sign a Jameis Winston or a Marcus Mariota, a guy of that ilk, it doesn't preclude you from taking somebody in the draft, obviously. And if it's Mitch Trubisky, if it's Jameis Winston, maybe those guys give you a better chance to win this year than Mason Rudolph. However, your roster is not going to be as good because you have to spend money on them, and I think you're going to have Mason Rudolph still be part of the competition. So that's one avenue you could go, and you could also still draft a guy. The only way you're not still in it to draft a guy, I think, is if it's Jimmy G that you trade for, yeah. or it, which I don't know that it's realistic. Derek Carr the or Kirk Cousins. Right. I think the one guy that makes sense if you did want to trade, and this is, I just don't think it's going to happen, but the one guy I would look into is Kyler Murray. I mm-hmm. mean, he's he's mid 20s, mm-hmm. uh, he's a freak. You need freaks to beat freaks. He's, he's mobile, and we've heard a lot about that quarterback mobility this offseason. Exactly. And,. Hey, Chris Mortensen's reporting that the the team's got a problem with his attitude, and he points fingers. Okay, I feel like I could work through that, because he's 25 and a, a supreme talent, and he's only going to cost you $11 million and,
0: next year. And this organization is a bit more stable than the one that is uh, out there in Arizona.
1: I think Mike Tomlin's better leader than uh, Cliff Kingsbury. I'll just leave it at that. But I'll go with that. I think he would make sense if you wanted to push all your chips in and make a trade, because he's younger and cheaper than Rodgers. And then Russell Wilson. He could be your franchise guy and your guy um, for the here and the now. But ultimately, I think the most realistic thing is it's Mason and maybe a draft pick. And hmm. if they're going to draft a guy, it's early, so I could change my mind. What is it? February 18th. We <laughs> haven't even had the combine yet. But the guy i want, he's not going to be there, is Malik Willis. You don't think he's going to be there at 20? I think what's going to happen to everyone else is what's already happened to me is that they're going to be tantalized by the skill set. Because when I look at the AFC, West, all the great young quarterbacks, they're all freakish of all those, like, five great guys, is Joe Burrow, and he was just in the Super Bowl. I don't think, and I think Kenny Pickett's safe, I don't think you're going to navigate all that with him. But I think there's a shot Malik Willis can be a freak and a, and a crazy talent and who can have a high ceiling. So I'd be willing to, to bust and swing and miss on that guy hmm. if – I at least try to draft a guy that gives me a chance cuz I think some of the other guys are just they they could be good players but I think Malik Willis could either be terrible or great. I'm taking my swing.
0: How does Kevin Colbert's future factor into that for you? Is, you know, is that a hey, before I go out, I want to make sure that this franchise has the next quarterback. Is that is that something that seems reasonable taking a big cuz you know, again, I don't think for as high as a lot of us are on Malik Willis if that's the pick that doesn't feel safe. It feels like you're taking a big swing, oh, yeah. like you're swinging for the fences. How does that relate to you? Is is that? Let me put it this way: Is this the right time to do that when you're about to have a significant, significant, significant? There we go. Regime change. You know, for the first time since, I mean, of the power players in the organization since Bill Cowher retired in two thousand and seven, is is that the right time to do that? It'd be real easy for Kevin Colbert to be like YOLO, baby.
1: <laughs> I'm taking Malik Willis. Shoot your shot. See Later. ya. We got we got this guy. Let's see how it works out. All right guys, have fun. But the way I the way I think it's gonna go down, and I know this is SNR, so I'm not saying I have any inside sources or anything like it on this, but I think that it's going to be Brandon Hunt or Omar Khan or Brandon Hunt and Omar Khan. And I think they're going to be in on the decision. And so I think it's going to be an organizational decision with input from Kevin Colbert, input from the guy or the guys that are going to be taking the job over. And, of course, Mike Tomlin and Art Rooney II, if need be. So I don't know that it impacts it at all. I think that they would just do what they were going to do anyhow. Um, I don't know that they take a shot like that. Um, If their quarterback isn't there, the guy that they love, I mean, Tyler Lindenbaum, I mean, that's the guy. Yeah, buddy. I mean, that's the guy, right? That's, that's always that's, been the guy.
0: Uh, listen, you could go back. You could search my tweets. I know. I mean, since October, I've been talking about this guy. Bro, you had a picture of him in his <laughs> Iowa uniform, like, drooling with the with the football in his hand. And you said, this guy's like the perfect Steeler. The only problem for that is that the Eagles pick, like, 57 times before the Steelers pick at 20. And yeah. they're looking for the next Jason Kelsey. I don't know if he—I think he could be there close to 20, but I don't know about 20. Um, but, yeah, man, he would. I, I just don't
1: think—I don't think the quarterbacks are going to get there either. I don't either.
0: I, we I do don't this think every year. Every year. And there, there's going to be a run on the quarterbacks, I think, in, like, the 9 to 17 range. Yeah. Because that's—I mean, I talked about this in the first segment, too. I think a lot of times people think you have to tank. You have to be bad. you got to be top five pick to get your next quarterback. Mahomes was 15th overall. Yep. Josh Allen was 7th overall. Lamar Jackson was the last pick in the first draft. Uh, 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 last pick in the first round of the draft. Herbert was 10th overall.
1: When people talked about the draft class that Mahomes was picked in, it wasn't like, oh, this is a great class because Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. He's...
0: No, Mitchie he was the third quarterback taken. Bro, Deshaun Washington and Mitch Trubisky went ahead of him. He, he
1: went the same spot Mac Jones went. So, like, people now are talking, this quarterback class isn't anything compared to next year's class. Give it three weeks. Give it three weeks, and we're going to be talking all yep. these quarterbacks up to be They'll top interview well at picks. the Combine. Oh. They'll
0: look good in their underwear out there, especially Malik Willis. Sam I mean. Howell will look good just because he's not behind that offensive line. <laughs> uh, real quick, too, you mentioned uh, Omar Khan, Brandon Hunt. You think that's the route that the Steelers go to replace our buddy Kevin Colbert? Or, you know, A lot of talk around Lewis Riddick, external candidates. But I tell you what, man, they've got two good ones that have been sitting in-house for a Big while. Big time.
1: And I've said for a long time, you know, regarding position coaches, things like that, coordinators, I'd like the Steelers to hire outside the organization more often than not to mm-hmm. bring in new ideas. Except for Pat Meyer, right? No, no, we Can't want you to go guy. outside. His name's not Mike Munchak, though, so not that. But as it relates to the organizational building, I went in-house because – They've drafted so well. And fans will bring oh, they don't do a good job with corner. I picked Artie Burns. They they got Jarvis Jones. They've hit a lot more than they've missed. Yes. Whether it be Colbert and Tomlin together or just Colbert. However that structure
0: works, they've done a really good job. Yes. You look, Particularly from where they've been picking in the draft.
1: David DeCastro, borderline Hall of Famer, was what, 24th? Marquise Pouncey 18th? was 18th. Uh, TJ Watt. TJ Watt, 30th. I mean, <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, they've they've had a lot Cam of success. Hayward. Exactly, you know what? Exactly in right. the thirties, multiple time All Pro. Yeah. So I want the organizational structure to come from within the organization. the The game day stuff, new ideas here and there as the game continues to evolve. Yes, that's what I want. But building the organization, drafting the players. I want the same guys who have been watching the greats do it for the last two decades, the great do it for the last two decades, because I think Kevin Colbert's a Hall of Fame kind of guy.
0: I completely agree with you. Gold jacket guy. Last time I was at the Combine, 2020, right before the world, you know, went, to, went to H-E double hockey sticks. Oish. That was the last thing that I did before uh, before the, the the precedented times uh, went, went away um covet was in there with you brandon, you know it, totally it was, was in there with you and then, it was in that combine room and, and then the and then the day after i got home from the combine wife and i flew to florida for the week so i mean it was it was all around baby um brandon hunt sat down with williamson and i at the combine in 2020 and he said kevin colbert is a gold jacket guy and i tend to agree brandon hunt's really smart guy <sighs> and you know he's really smart and he's willing to give williamson and i the time of day so i kind of want go. him to be the next gm so that i can continue to get the time of day (laughs) it's adam crowley here giving us his time on steelers nation radio a couple more minutes with the crowd man before we uh tell him thanks and get out of here is it as simple as okay if there's a run on quarterbacks if there's not a lot of options there at pick 20 you go offense i don't care if it's tackle i don't care if it's guards you go offensive line is it that simple yep i I think so too because you know this is something that moats and i discussed when the season ended and i'd be interested to get your take on this you look at the defensive side of the football, there's a lot to like there about this next era, right, of when you're trying to turn the page and trying to write the next chapter of Steelers history. Cam Hayward can still play. He's that veteran leader. He's been around. He personifies what the Steelers want to do. He's great to have when you're, again, closing one chapter, starting the next. T.J. Watt, I mean, it's him and Aaron Donald in terms of best defensive players in the Pretty NFL. good company to T.J. Keep. T.J. just won the award. He's in the prime of his career. He should be great for a long time. Mega Fitzpatrick also been an all-pro, also just in the prime of his career, also another guy who should be great for a long time. You've got some other nice pieces there. I think we all like Alex Highsmith, right? There's some concerns about what you're doing in the middle of the field, what happens with Edmonds and some other pieces, but the bones are there on defense. When you look on offense, though, I think it's a different conversation. Najee, for sure, he's going to be a part of the next. He's a dude. He's going to be a part of the next chapter of Steelers football. Pat Fryermuth for sure. Uh, Deontay Johnson, I think you're going to want sure. around. round.
1: I think Claypool, too. I do.
0: Maybe Dan Moore Jr. But but is, who, who do you, from the offense, is, is Claypool the other guy that you would consider that you definitely look at and say, yeah, this guy I want here for the next era of Steelers football for at least the next five to seven years?
1: Yeah, I guess that's a different question. I think he's a player who's only scratching the surface of his ability. And I think you want to keep good young players around. I know there was the trade rumor brought up by our old buddy uh, Jeremy Fowler used to dunk basketballs at St. Vincent College. I've told in the people about this games. before.
0: Him and him and Batco—they're serious out there on the on the hardwood. I mean, you don't want to mess with those. Fowler
1: just takes it to the rack every time. If I if I was a man, I'd take a charge, but uh, I ain't no man. Uh, I think I think you've got pieces on offense, but none of that matters until you've really tied down your offensive line. And we talked about it a little bit already. Listen, I don't care who your offensive line coach is. Uh, If Mike Munchak was here last year, do the Steelers have a good running game? I don't think so. No. Because you had. They didn't
0: have one in Denver.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. Because good players matter. Like, Mike Munchak was great. I'm not going to besmirch the guy, but it's okay to admit that he started off with Marquise Pouncey and David DeCastro's cornerstones. That's going to make it easier. You think he might be able to run some inside zone stuff with those two guys? Oh, yeah, and by the way, Le'Veon Bell's a generational running back. (laughs) You're going to look good as an offensive line coach whenever those are your players. But the Steelers had two rookies and a guy who played four games prior to last year who started on the left side of the line from center to left tackle yep. and you had a fourth round or a third round pick at right tackle and a journeyman at right guard you, that they won 9 games is a miracle I honest I agree so go spend some money in free agency on a starter on the line that's what I'd like to see and then if your quarterback's not there bang draft an Offensive lineman, because the first round offensive lineman's got that pedigree, and that's how you win. You win with pedigree on the
0: offensive line. I completely agree. Uh, Moats and I have made the joke here. Uh, the campaign for this offseason is hashtag trenches out. You got to build from the trenches out. That's hashtag
1: you, trenches out. That's how you destroy the Death Star.
0: That's how get you get down do. in
1: there in that, in that trench, and you boom, boom you fire your little uh, proton and torpedoes. There's, Bang.
0: there's a lot of Death Stars in the AFC right now. If cool. you pick your head up and look around, uh, two more for you, buddy, before I let you go. Our penultimate question for the crowd, man, here comes from R- Rebecca, the lit one on Twitter, who wants to know if you think they'll keep Kendrick Green under center or move him to guard.
1: It depends on who they can get in free agency <laughs> in and the in the draft. I mean, if Tyler Lindenbaum's there, whose name I always say wrong. Linder. Yeah, every, every time. And then whenever it comes out, it comes out wrong. Now, it sounds would, like I'm studying it. Let me ask you real it.
0: quick. Would the, would the Yinzer pronounci- pronunciation? in what I just did. Would it be, be Linderbaum <laughs> or would it be? Linda Baum. Linda, ba- <laughs> Linda Baum. Linda Baum. Linda Baum. <laughs> Linda Here, wait, let me... Yins. Yins. Linda Baum. I can't do it. It's L I N D A B A M. Linda Baum. The R would be non-existent. And we'd probably put an S on... Linda Baum's. Linda Baum's. That's you know, exactly that's, right. would put an S on the... Kenny Pickett's. I mean, if you draft Linda Baum's,
1: then he's going to play center and you move Kendrick Green. If you draft a tackle... Okay, I mean, it just it depends who they can get to come into the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex for visits during free agency. They're not gonna they're not gonna go out and get an Orlando Brown for twenty million dollars. Like I just don't see that I happening. Don't either. But there's the center from uh, Tampa that they could go out and they could pay him, right? Yep. And then he's your center. You move Kendrick Green to guard, and then you draft someone. So. I think it all really just depends, and that's why Kevin Colbert makes them big bucks, and I would only make 80k in the same position. <laughs> you have to you have to think about the possible uh, machinations that could be there, um, and I think it just depends on on what you pull in this offseason.
0: I know that's I, th- I know that's not sexy. You want the, no, the definitive you're right. answer, but you're right. listen, that's what, we don't we don't do hot take radio here on the Steelers Blitz. Well, we have nuanced conversation. We get into the minutia. Let's see what here. the last
1: question is, and maybe I'll have a take.
0: But. Real quick, I'm. I'm, That's the interesting. Like, I can't wait to see how free agency plays out Mm -hmm. to set up for the draft. Yes, that's that's where I'm. I'm kind of waiting for. Do you agree that they got to sign at least one lineman though? Have to. Like because because you're not going to find best case scenario. If you were to go O line in the first two rounds and you hit on both of those guys, I still think you need a third dude in that equation.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think if you do get a quarterback in the draft at twenty then you'd have missed out on the best available of the offensive linemen, right, that you could realistically have gobbled up. And thus, you need to get a guy in free agency in case you do swing and miss in the draft. Or in case the draft, not necessarily swings and misses, but in case the draft breaks in a way where you wind up with something you otherwise thought you wouldn't.
0: It's Adam Crowley with us here on the Steelers Blitz. Our last one for our old buddy, our old pal. You ready for this? Uh, I'm ready to give another take. Now, you know, all right, I mean, you're being a little goofy in here. I mean, Arthur Motes and I, we all we do is color between the lines. We never, we never go wild. We never go off the rails. No. We never go goofy. We're, we're a fact-based show, if anything, here, Mr. Crowley. This is perhaps the most serious question that I've ever asked you or anyone. The biggest issue, we're talking quarterback, we're talking GM, we're talking O-line and offensive coordinator and Terrell Austin and defense and middle linebackers, but everyone has been glossing over the biggest issue that the Steelers organization faces this offseason, and that is that Heinz Field, Heinz will no longer be the sponsor of where the Pittsburgh Steelers play, Adam Crowley. So I ask you, who's next? What are we going to be calling the stadium where the Steelers play in the fall of 2022. You know what they really should do? Yeah, they should call it Euler and Crowley Castle. The Ears and Beers Stadium is what they <laughs> should call it. That's our podcast uh, talking
1: Mountaineer football Woo! and basketball and sports at large. I think they should do what they what the Chiefs do. Like, I really think it should be Three Rivers Stadium. I totally agree. It'd be awesome. And then just name the field, you know, Kroger Field or something. UPMC Field. UPMC Field. That's a Pittsburgh one. I was trying to dig it. At uh, Giant Eagle, a little bit. Oh, you stay out of here. I mean,
0: Giant Eagle Field is fine. I just, that's, that's, um, I'm, that's where I'm at. I think it's really cool. American Eagle Field? Like, I think it's, yeah, I think it's really cool. The city of Pittsburgh is, you know, I look this up. If you look on the list of cities that have won the most championships in America, it's New York City one, it's Boston two, then it's like Chicago, LA, and then Pittsburgh and Philly are tied. And like, we're, we're half the size. We're a tenth of the size of a lot of those cities. I think it's really cool how we've had the sports success, but all of our teams wear the same color. All of our stadiums are named after local companies. Yeah. PNC, PPG, Heinz. I just hope it stays that. I don't, I don't want the crypto.com field. I don't want... no. I don't want, you know, Amazon Stadium. I I I hope it's UPMC or it's American Eagle or it's 84 Lumber or it's Giant, you know, like Ooh,
1: 84 Lumber Field. Actually, let, let me look at the commercials that we got set
0: to go here on Stadium. <laughs> There's some 84 Station. Lumber coming up. How about there?
1: Waste Management Field? I don't think How about that one. How about Bed MGM Field? I
0: don't think they're Pittsburgh based 84
1: are they? Lumber Field sounds pretty good. Ford Field. Wait, that already exists. Oh, you don't
0: want that one. You don't want that How one. About Detroit.
1: Parks Casino Field. What well, uh, about Rivers, Casi- Rivers Field.
0: Casino Field? That's where I'll be today. You will be. Three until six. Go see Adam Crowley down there. Uh, listen to him today. Follow him always on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. And, yeah, you can listen to our podcast as well, too, Ears and Beers. How about that? Buddy, thanks for the time. I mean, I've kept you way too long. I appreciate it. We both got to get out of here.
1: Yeah, we got to leave. We got We got plans.
0: Well, you're working. I might just follow you down to the casino and let her rip. Have some beer. No, who am I kidding? I got a daughter. A I got a daughter. I got to go pick up. I mean, that life. You know, if this was this time last year, mm-hmm. I'd be following you down there, buddy. Thanks, great stuff. I appreciate you, your pal. time. That'll do it for us today. Thanks to everybody who tweeted in uh, and chimed in as well, for joining us. Uh, reminder: This is the last live show for a while, but you'll still hear us Monday, Wednesday, Friday at noon. Make sure you're subscribing to the Steelers Blitz podcast as well, too. That way, you can get us uh, on demand right at your leisure whenever you want. Thanks for rocking and rolling with me, as always. Talk to you guys next week. Everybody, enjoy the weekend. You've been listening to your 24-7 home of the black and gold, Steelers Nation Radio.